What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Redalescu with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. I'm super excited. We have a very cool guest with us today. As you can see, she's very like stylish with those fabulous glasses. She is an entrepreneur, an executive coach, and a published author. Please welcome Sophie Sheesh to the show. Sophie, thank you for being here today. I'm super excited for this conversation. Thank you for having me. I've been like looking forward all week to this conversation. You sound completely up my alley. <laughs> all right. Yeah. I feel the energy. The energy is good. So you're actually originally from France and you're, you're yep. joining us from Arizona today and you've done a lot of incredible things in your, in your um, business life. Can you tell the audience a little bit about your background? Yeah. You know, I, I was born in France always somewhat jokingly by accident. It was always like, I want to be in America, like, you know, the, <laughs> the West side story moment. And so I, I moved as fast as I could. I found a job. Um, I didn't speak English well enough to move. And so I started taking jobs in France that were like guides for American to go into Normandy, you know, wherever they may have lost their family, you know, in the war, stuff like that. So I could meet people. Yeah. And then one morning, you know, it was one of those, like I was dating the wrong guy and I hated where I lived and the job was boring and I was like now there's a window yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing it so I moved and then I I'm an entrepreneur by I don't know DNA by breed would be one way to describe it and so I've always followed what felt true to me and when I saw something was missing I found a way to invent something you yeah. know so I'm, I'm I'm definitely of that um, DNA of like wanting to be my own boss and wanting to do things that move me. Like I can't stay in something that doesn't interest me for very long. And so doing my own thing always was the secret to that. I can relate. And I think that takes a special kind of person to want to, and to take on that to being an entrepreneur, because it's not easy. It's, it's actually, you take a lot of risks and you work harder than you would if you have like a nine to five or anything like that. True. True. But to me, I would be miserable doing these other things. So I guess it's uh, some people are like, oh, I, I'm afraid of doing this. But I'm like, well, what are you doing now? Like, is this satisfying? And if it's not, I think it's it's a better move than to try something else than to stay stuck in something that I now know I don't like. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, the chance being that maybe I will like the next thing. So I've always taken these leaps. Well, I mean, to speak about leaps, you were a street clown in the streets of Paris. What was that? <laughs> I have to bring that up because that's just awesome. I have never had someone on that 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 put that in their bio. That's really cool. Yeah, because because I feel like we we all like I mean I don't, but a lot of people try to like and label free. Like that was so excited for me to yeah. talk to you because that is that was that. Like I didn't want to be the one thing, you know, and so. I did do things that in some resume would be a little bit awkward, but in mine was, I mean, being a clown was a very powerful experience for me. Like it, it allowed me to discover, it was probably one of the first gate into who am I and what scares me and, and when I'm scared, how do I push through, which, you know, became very helpful when I run a company or teams or did all the stuff I did later on, I would always have this reference point of finding this clown in me. Like, I don't know yeah. if you know anything about clowns, but the work is to find your darker, quirkier weirdo in there, which we all have. Yeah. I just oh, think our sure. culture, our culture has made us cover it up, you know, but I'm, I'm definitely weirdo and I want to claim the right to continue to be and not, you know, be boxed into she's an executive coach. She's probably yeah. very serious. I'm not, I mean, I am for when it, it, it calls for serious, but I'm also completely not when it calls for not. Yeah. So. 
I would think that that would be, so for me, if I was to do that, I would, I would take me out of my comfort zone and force me to tap into those natural resources that we have inside to, to face some of those fears. So I love it. I think it sets you up for success. Speaking of that, you've actually founded several companies. So you're currently the CEO of Be Current. It's a unique method that helps people not just become more productive, but productive with purpose. Can you talk to us about that? Yeah, like I, I, I discovered the methodology, I created the methodology as I was running companies and teams and doing all these projects. And it's not easy to do. It's easy to drop balls. It's easy to injure relationships because you don't have a system. Like if yeah. I say to you, I'm going to do this as soon as I can, maybe for me, it means, you know, a week and a half when maybe for you, it means two hours, right. you know, and so we, we run into not keeping commitments when really I don't feel like I committed to you. So not having proper um, rules with one another as we communicate on teams, especially teams that are high performant, you know, and there they are really taking big risks and, and they don't have a system often. And I, I mean, I've been in meetings where literally I'll ask, you know, like, so what is your your production process. Yeah. Like, how do we go from hmm to hmm? And yeah. then I watch people, you know, look really puzzled. Like, it yeah. happens, but we're not sure how. And so I, it came about from a company that I was running at the time that had 350 employees, and that's harder than, you know, you and yourself. And so... Very uh, much so. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was the, I mean, some of it was difficult. And it's also no longer being an entrepreneur, frankly. I mean, running a company with so many people, it's like the, the, it's just, it's no longer you and your little crew and we're doing something, you know, that's going to change the world. It's a big company where conversations are about, you know, insurances and, you know, all day long. So in that, I decided to create a system that would make at least what could be easier, easier. So not all of it, because some of it is still juggling with, you know, fire, but um, which for a clown is not that scary, by the way. But uh, <laughs> okay, um, <I> like that <laughs> exactly. But um, so I, I started, dis- you know, discovering what makes. I'm a very, very commonsensical person, like very practical. Yeah. But I'm also very poetic, and I'm very, you know, my head is in the clouds, but my my feet are really grounded. Yeah. At the same That's time, a good combination though, because a lot it's of a people good combination. common sense is not common. I'm actually very blessed. Like I run into a lot of people, their feet are grounded, very grounded, and they cannot for the life of them, you know, budge from the whatever the train track is. And I also meet people that don't even know where the train tracks are. And they're like, you know, a million (laughs) ideas a minute. And that's not very productive either. And so somehow to find this methodology is super sexy for people that are very creative because it's structured enough that they can actually get the stuff done, but it's not so structured that they like, you know, yeah, <laughs> they yeah. feel like someone's strangling them, you know, when they come in the morning. So it's, yeah, it's a methodology that, that incorporates creativity and structure in a really beautiful way. I love that. And I think that's a, it's a good thing to teach people because yeah, as you said, they can be one way or the other way. It's hard to find someone that has the combination. And I think to get that balance is really just kind of living life. Well, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, you, when you have an idea, especially, I mean, it is one of my missions in life. If we were to take the conversation to like a higher purpose a little bit, it, I, I find it beautiful that people that have good ideas that could actually change the world sometimes, but they're not that organized. And so it doesn't get to the world. It stays in their, you know, I don't know, bedside table or something. And so I'm very committed to like helping people that are super creative, 
not only deliver what interests yeah. them, but also not burn out. Cause that's the other, you know, downside of people that are very creative and have lots of, you know, wanting to do lots of things is they do do it, but it's at the price often of their health. Sometimes their relationships, you know, like they come home and, you know, they don't recognize their kids or they forgot that they have kids. God forbid. Oh my goodness. And so there's really this sense of, you know, you people have a lot of beliefs that either you have a fulfilling career or, you know, a family life, but you can't seem to, a lot of people believe they can't seem to, you know, do both because they're busy and so much going on. And then they come home yeah. and they can't turn off the brain, the machine, you know, yeah. and so they're, they're with their kids and their phone trying to like, oh, do like one more thing for a client or whatever. And the kid is like, you know, 15 years old and like, who are you? A little bit. Right. And that's not a good way to be because, you know, I think people need to learn how to shift gears, you know, like almost yeah. compartmentalize certain areas of your life where it's okay to be, you know, very type A and successful and driven. But when it comes to like your family, your relationships, your loved ones, you have to shift gears and, and put them somewhere special and, and invest in those relationships. Because at the end of the day, that's really what matters, you know? Yeah. It, I mean, that's the thing. Both matters. Like I want to have a thriving career too. I don't want to have yeah. to give up one for the other. But if I walk out of my office or my desk now at home or whatever people are doing, you know, I want to be able to trust that when I come back tomorrow morning, it's going to tell me what I'm doing. I don't need right. to remember. I don't need to hold it. I think using our brain as a memory holder, as a shelf, you know, for yeah. our thoughts is the, the, the least interesting way to use our brain. And people use it as such for, you know, most of their lives. And so to be able to like, okay, I'm done for today and really be done for today and then be able to turn around and go, you know, build a castle, you know, with your baby or your little one somewhere and, and not think about what's going on at the office because when when you come back tomorrow morning, it will be relaxed and it will be in order. You know, a lot of people don't have that. And so they get back to the office and it's like, you know, like fire hydrant and yeah. emails and all this stuff, you know, that they have to handle. And they think that's the only way it can be. And I believe it's not. I will. I would agree. And so speaking of um, being of this methodology, you are an executive coach and you've been featured on Ellen, Good Morning America and many other national shows. So can you talk just about your coaching and, you know, the types of people or types of success story or yeah, success story that maybe you'd like to share with someone that you've coached? You know, it's, there is definitely a typical story. I don't know about one in particular, but a typical story is someone comes to work with me. They're overwhelmed. You know, they often burned out. They've been doing the stuff they thought was going to, you know, they were told yeah. that they were going to get happiness from the money, the status, the car, the this, the that. And I'm not saying it's not, it's cool. You know, like I like good stuff, but yeah. <laughs> it's not it. It's not what's, it's a, it's a cherry on the cake. It's not the cake. Yeah. And so when people do start realizing, you know, that maybe they're focused of being in the race, you know, which they call the rat race. I hate that visual, but yeah. you know, a lot of people have been on the, okay, I'm doing what I'm told. I'm being a good human and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm making myself do all these things. And then, oops, it wasn't it, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't that that was going to fully fulfill me. And so then they have midlife crisis or they have, you know, all sorts of, you know, unlucky, even more like depressions and difficult, you know, turn of, you know, around 50 usually, I have to say, it seems to happen. Um, like I'm, I like people in transition. I, my brother 
teases me that I like going to funerals, which is a little weird, but I find that funerals, people go deeper. They go like, you don't, you don't chit chat in general, you know, you kind of, it forces you to be like, Oh my God, life, you know, ends. I should really be more conscious of what I'm doing. And so it, 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 it propels these conversations that I love having. So I just love having them, you know, before the person's in the box in the ground. Yeah. That's ideal. (laughs) Support for Label Free Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Now, ladies, you can use this too. We're all-inclusive here. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. And now we're going to have the ladies too, because come on, ladies, let's be real. We have an exclusive offer for my listeners, 20% off plus free shipping with the code LABELFREE20 at manscaped.com. So thank you, Manscaped, for your support. And everybody is welcome to purchase with my code. Uh, do you have a success story where you've helped change the life of someone that is no, struggling? With I do. That there was this balance? one, this one woman. Yeah. There was this one woman who had done the stuff, you know, she was a top executive at a company you would recognize and was doing very, very, very well financially status. Like, you know, she had kind of like broken the, the glass ceilings and was a very influential person in this company. And then I worked with her and pretty quickly there was this sense of like, I, she would look at the work we did together, which is building the system that I yeah. build with people. And one day she just was like, I like nothing that you, you know, none of her life was you know, to her pleasing anymore. And it was a big turn and she did change her career. And that's not what happens all the time, but that was very dramatic. And, and, and having to look at it as opposed to letting it float in your head all day long, you know, with all that stuff that you commit to, she actually saw what she was committed to and, and make a giant life change and now lives on a farm and raises horses and is extremely happy. It's usually not that dramatic. Um, typically I work with people that are, given another responsibility on their job, like they're, you know, somehow there is upward mobility that gets, you know, okay, now I'm in charge of even more things. And I'm, yeah. and usually they give it to people that are very competent and, you know, not to the slackers in general. And so now you're left with, I'm super competent and now I have to produce twice as much or three yeah. times as much, you know, which causes burnout. So I have a person I'm working with right now that's going to probably, you know, reselect what she's committed to. That's a lot of what happens with me. There is a, when we work together, there's like, okay, I never said no to anything. And so now they have stuff on their list, you know, that they're committed to doing and they don't realize that it's a commitment. Meaning when you say yes to something, you're in. Yeah, exactly. And your energy and your energy gets you know, made available for this. And so now you said yes to this thing and now you don't have room to say yes to something else that actually would be super meaningful to you. And so productivity for me is not, okay, look, I'm I'm making, I'm doing so much. Look at me. I'm checking all these boxes all day long, you know, but do you matter? Do you care? Do do you matter in the equation? You know, what you want to do, what turns you on in life? Like, is that part of the equation? So that's, that often is the kind of conversation I have with people. That's very powerful. Uh, yeah, that's very powerful. I mean, this life is very short. And, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, you, you know, you only have one life to live and you better. It's important to do the things that drive you, motivate you and inspire you. That's I mean, that's how that's I well said that's well said. Yeah, there was a there was a moment when I was very young, like maybe 19 or I went to see my uncle who was in a 
I guess a version of a mental hospital maybe. Oh. And I went to, it was early. And so they made me sit on this bench waiting for him. And this older guy came over, maybe 90 years old, like an old guy. Yeah. And I'm young and I'm like, so dude, like, what do you yeah. know about life? Can you teach me something? You know? And the guy is like, I don't know. What do you want to know? And I'm like, well, I don't know. Career wise. Did you, you know, what did you do? Did you follow your heart? No, it was really a boring job my whole life. And well, great. Did you focus on your family? It's like, no, I don't talk to my kids and I really don't like my wife and whatever. Like this absolutely horrid, you know, which would to me would be like, okay, well, that's hell. That's the yeah, definition of hell. Sure. Like it doesn't need to be flames, you know, this is it for me. And so I I do a lot. It's 40 years later, whatever now, you know, and I I still use that as my decision-making meter a little bit. Like if you and I meet when we're in our nineties and I say, you know, how is your life? You know, I want your answer to be, I liked it. I want mine to be, I liked it. And so a lot of my decisions I made with like, if I was sitting on a bench somewhere right now and someone said, you know, how about it? Did you like it? I want to say yes. And it's now that's the thing people don't realize, you know, it's now that we can make decisions that will affect the, the turn of events of our lives. Absolutely. Yes. For me, right, wrong, or indifferent. I've always followed my heart and nine times out of 10, it's been great. So like I'm, I'm easy to take risks and just, I love to live my every day to its fullest as much as I can. So you and I, when we have that conversation in our nineties, I'm like, it was a great life. It was so good. Well, I'm really (laughs) happy because that's who I want to hang out with. (laughs) So you also wrote a book. Uh, called War and Piece of Cake. You mm-hmm. lost 200 pounds. That's uh, that's a big, big. That's a person and a half, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but that's very inspiring because that's very hard to do. It is hard to do. And it, it was hard and it was beautiful. You know, there's a reason why one goes to 300 and some 50 pounds. There was a lot of healing that needed to happen, a lot of self-discovery, a lot of who am I? Why am I unable to feel sad? And every time I feel sad, I just down, you know, chocolate cake. Yeah. So it was, it was a journey of discovery. And the book is about a lot of these discoveries and a lot of these journeys that lead us to make choices that are self-loving or not. You know, a lot of my food now is, do I love myself if I do eat this? And it's yeah. a choice of self-love or not. And often I'll just spit out my food or decide not to eat something because it's going to make me feel like, you know, crap. So I don't need it. So yeah, it was, it was a big journey and it made me, there was a lot of trying to resolve this thing because I could see that a diet could work, but very temporarily. So I would lose 30 pounds and I would gain 50 pounds. You know, it was a, as you know, as we discussed, exactly. And the yo-yo is absolutely unhealthy and now it's become more of a, even the way I shop, I was at a store yesterday and there was this fruit and they looked like, I don't know, not, not healthy, like pesticide and all that. And I was just like, I don't want to put that in my body. It's poison, you know? So even, even thinking about like when you walk in the store and be like, okay, what choices am I making and what it's going to be in my cart? You know, when I leave the store, what's going to be. So when I get home and I open my fridge, it's not just, you know, it's, it's actually not, I don't need sugar. You know, there's choices I make to feel healthy that are now um, a guide for me to, to just continue to take care of myself. Yeah. And like before we started uh, recording, you said a lifestyle. Yeah, it is. It is a lifestyle. Like a lot of people are like, what did you do? I'm like, I don't know. It's like, I've done 70 million things. Like it's, it's conversations, it's books, it's, it's self sit there and feel your feelings. And it's like, it's, it's a journal and, 
just so much. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot, but it's also a lot to walk around when you're 350 oh, pounds. I can't imagine. Very that. heavy. Very, very heavy. Very yeah. hard on your body, your organs, your joints, all that stuff. All of that. And your morale, you know, you walk in a room, especially I lived in Paris, you know, Paris, 350 pounds in Paris is like, you know, a thousand pounds here. It's like, it's a lot. People are so, are so skinny, but I would walk in a room everywhere and be like, Ooh, which chair can I sit on? You know, and most of oh. the chairs I couldn't, you know, they would probably break. And so it's a lot of management. It's just a lot of having to think about it and people's judgments and just, yeah. you know. Well, good for you. Life. Thank you. I'm glad you found the discipline and healed everything within to get to a place where you're living a healthy lifestyle. Cause yeah. that's really what it's all about, you know, balance. Yes, that balance <laughs> balance also you know i play pickleball now which is my absolute obsession i play three hours a day which i go at 6 a.m because i have a full life and i go super early and you know to find a sport or some sort of physical activity that really brings you joy oh yeah. my god i mean i didn't have that because at 350 pounds for golly like you get out of the couch that's a sport you know you're so heavy it's <laughs> i'm like, sorry to laugh but that's true i can't no imagine. it's like it is true and then you go to the gym because everybody says it would be good for you and then you break a bone because you're heavy yeah. and your bones are so you know i remember seeing a picture like an x-ray of someone who's very big like the probably the highest weight of humanity that's ever had like 900 pounds or something oh, you know about him because they it was a big story like they took him out on a crane like yes, they couldn't yes. get him out from the front door you know and when he died and i saw an extra of him and his ankles you know like the bones that was supporting all this is this big it's like so small and i just remember sitting there with my 350 pounds and being like oh my god what am i doing to my bones you know that's yeah. so little and it's so heavy and i it was really an act of self-love to start not letting my body hurt itself. Yeah, that's beautiful. That was beautifully put. Well, we're getting close on time. Where can people find you, connect with you, contact you if they're interested and, in, you know, if you as an executive coach or just to follow your incredible journey? Thank you. There's a lot out there, you know, just type my name. There is a website called becurrenttoday.com. That's probably where you'll find there's a lot of blogs and a quiz that's really fun to figure out, you know, what kind of production person are you? Like, how do you produce, you know, okay. your own results? And it's actually, so it's becurrenttoday.com. Perfect. And I'll put that link in the show notes, you guys. So don't hesitate to reach out to Sophie. She is an absolute delight and her story is very inspiring. So yeah, I'm sure she would love to hear from you or thank you. Our conversation was very inspiring as well. Oh, thanks. Okay. So before we say goodbye, I always like to ask for any last words of wisdom or advice. So what would you like to leave with the audience today? You know, there's the usual suspects, you know, have a good idea before you start a company, make sure you surround yourself with the right people, you know, all blah, 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 the usual stuff. <laughs> but, but I would say my favorite one lately is take care of yourself in the process. You know, a lot of people that are entrepreneurs, they don't realize what it's going to take and they burn down, you know, they, they really hurt themselves in the process. So find time for you, for your loved ones and your health and make sure you, you, you're part of the equation of what running a company looks like. 
Yeah. Because if you don't take care of you, you can't take care of anybody else. You know what I mean? That's what I say all the time. That's true. Exactly. (laughs) Sophie, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for sharing your story and letting us know all the wonderful things you've done in this world and uh, continue living that well-balanced, healthy lifestyle and helping others do the same. You guys, this is you guys, this is your host, Deanna Ralescu with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. Please don't forget to comment, review, share all those good things. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.